Greetings and welcome to hey, Horror Talk I think it's working. <laughs> what do you think of the new digs? I mean, shit. It's fucking uh, nice this so is far. So much easier. Holy crap. Um, I was getting burnt out with OBS Studio. Uh, I'm sick of the tired of it resetting all the time mm-hmm. and then losing like opponents because if you don't set the stream up properly, then your camera goes wonky, your you know, you get all the f- uh, freeze frames and all that kind of nonsense. So every time the software doesn't update, it just resets everything. Sure. The last thing that really pissed me off was it removed the NDI um, plugin, which meant I couldn't add your calling and had to do all that weird shit. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why I ended up with three screens because I was having to have separate fucking <laughs> screens to operate separate components. Now yeah. we're all in a browser. <laughs> we're actually going out not just to YouTube but the Facebook and Twitter as well simultaneously. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. And we can actually hear each other, and it's not doing that stupid. I know, and it's yeah, like I'm seeing you perfectly. It's it's great. That that's what's frustrating me. That shouldn't be that difficult, (laughs) right? Especially when Uh, it's like that's all you do, company. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, come on, get it sorted. Fucking. uh, So I've um, uh, I'll need to like delve more into the f butts, the bells and whistles, this thing, but. So mm-hmm. far, like I said, I've had a couple of tests, and oh my god, it's like a dream. It's like I click it and it happens. It's like, whoa, what's going on? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, we had a couple of sunny days, three sunny days in a row, and the world was going to end. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that. The fucking death cult. Oh, it's sunny. You're gonna die, and uh, I mean, it sounds pretty fucking miserable and... to me. I am sick of these miserable bastards who just don't enjoy life and they just live and wallow in fucking misery. Yeah. It's like, why? Why? What's the point? Like, as a horror fan, the whole point is to embrace the macabre because you enjoy fucking life. That's mm-hmm. all. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, that's why probably most of these fuckers don't watch horror because their own existence is more terrifying. You know what I mean? It would frighten right. me more to live as one of them fucking morons than any creature that can be imagined right jesus christ man that's uh, it's just doing my head on the fucking just I, I can't describe it it is a cult and they can't take any joy out of existence whatsoever it all has to be doom and gloom it's it's almost like an addiction man it's but yeah, yeah. three sunny days in a row yeah it was hot it's about 105 degrees Fahrenheit. Fuck. For three days. That sucks. <laughs> but that's summer in Utah, let's be honest. That's yeah, like well, I mean, yeah, but this is much. literal hell on earth, so that, that just makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> guess what? People survive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They were saying that the, the city was burning, and then a week later, um, the kind of shove that said that people were actually starting the fires. Yeah. The city's on fire because uh, the world's coming to an end. And then it turns out that dopey bastards are having barbecues on grass or in their fucking houses. <laughs> fucking assholes. Because that's what you do. You have a barbecue indoors. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that's 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 always been the way it worked. God, and then stupid, is... um, then stupid Who disposable the ones. <laughs> hmm? Oh, there's here. Come on, you've been online. You've seen that, people. That's true. There's no shortage of stupidity in the world. Yeah, that, that is true. And unfortunately, it gets concentrated in the big cities. 
that's just <laughs> all the stupid people get squeezed together and it's like fucking concentrates. Ah, these guys fucking great. <laughs> like this is the first year ever in my life that summer in a country where we're dark most of the year, this is the only chance to actually smile for a bit because oh, it's not fucking chucking down with the rain. And the mm-hmm. skies aren't grey for a few weeks of the year. <laughs> and they managed to turn into some fucking miserable fucking thing. Arseholes, man. Absolute arseholes. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so apart from that, fucking, I don't know. I, I just give up the people. That's fair. <laughs> uh, that's fair. How fucking stupid. Ah, uh, so on good news, I think we'll, uh, we'll jump in uh, real quickly. But um, yeah, the film we're going to talk about just turned forty um, this month, so it seemed like a good time to uh, bring it up and oh, yeah. uh, go through it. Uh, really enjoyed this one, actually, even after all that time. Yeah, no, this is one that holds up so goddamn well. Uh, if only uh, a few observations like why it should never be remade, but. Um, I guess we'll uh, we'll dive quickly into the vault. Sounds like a plan. Aha, so uh, if you haven't seen by the episode description, we are, of course, talking about Poltergeist. Hell yeah, we are. First released in 1982. Um... Poltergeist, 1982 American Supernatural horror film, directed by Tobey Hooper and written by Steven Spielberg, Michael Grace, and Mark Victor, uh, based on a story from Steven Spielberg. Uh, this is also the first time the production credit was also given to the fucking destroyer franchises herself, the whore of Hollywood, Kathleen Cunt Kennedy. This is wait, this the, was her believe, first. This uh, is the first credit? time. She, because uh, she's well known for she, the first person she leads on to, obviously, was George Lucas, but she quickly attached herself to uh, Steven Spielberg. So, this mm. is the first movie that she, she fucking made the tea and coffee for. Mm. D- does fuck all, but got her name on it. So, this is the first that utter whore bitch. Uh, obviously, no bass here whatsoever towards <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah, right. I fucking despise her so much. Um, Same. I definitely am not a fan. A talentless fucking hack that just leeches on the other people's work. And then when she gets the... How the fuck she ended up running Lucasfilm, I'm still... uh, Still can't wrap my head around. Because she's an ugly fuck, so no way has she slept her way to the top. Like, unless... The thing I don't get with her is, like, most executives only have a lifespan of about two to four years in a company and she has been here for fucking way too goddamn long i really don't understand it she must have some amazing blackmail material right that's the only Uh, thing it's it's gotta (laughs) be um i know her husband had a lot to do with making her introductions and stuff you know i mean she's a social climber she's Mm -hmm. nobody of value of importance um yeah, and it's sad to see that she actually managed to get her tentacles into the horror genre as well. But fucking hell, why that woman is like where she is just makes you scratch your head. Like, luckily enough, 
she hadn't got her claws in enough to actually have any creative say. She just got her name up. It was probably a favor. Do you know what I mean? Because you know why uh, most of us don't give a shit about the credits unless you're finding out to see what other people's work's done. <laughs> but these people uh, care. Same as the award ceremonies. Nobody cares. Even less so now because nobody wants to watch three hours being preached at by idiots. Right. Um, who are complete hypocrites. But they care. And obviously, this is their whole currency. Um, I'm currently reading um, Tom Barr's book, Revenge, about uh, fucking Mithy and Markle. And I'm getting more insight into the whole Hollywood. You know, you do not have to have talent in that sphere. You just have to schmooze with the right people and you're set up. Mm-hmm. And once you're in, that's it. You pull the ladder up behind you and you become a gatekeeper and don't let anybody else in. That's why movies are in the shit state they are now. Uh, I just saw her name when I was watching this um, first time. Her name pops up at the end credits, and an instant fucking rage. I mean, <laughs> I just saw Red Mist. I near threw something at the TV. Mm-hmm. I just saw her name like fuck. Yeah, that woman has a lot to answer for. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there's, apart there's from that, definitely a special place in hell for her. Oh. All seven levels, and I mean, she needs to just fucking get bounced up and down the ladder between all seven levels and fucking sent again for another trip. Fucking, uh, mm-hmm. This could be two hours. I mean, just going <laughs> off on one. Seriously, uh, just just seeing her name now that that's the amount of rage mm-hmm. I just feel. I'm fucking steam coming out my ears. Just fucking die, woman, die. Yeah, right. Oh man. So we're not. I'm not a fan. <laughs> in case anybody's misinterpreted what yeah. I'm saying but um, great movie mm-hmm. um, even though it's not an 18 rated you know I mean it's not a gore fest this is suspenseful horror you know what I mean this, oh, yeah. is, um, this works mm-hmm. and I still have the same chills and feeling and enjoyment sticking this new old uh, Blu-ray player than when it first came out and when I watched it since. This mm-hmm. was a video shop. You know I mean? This is a memories of the video shop. Oh, I yeah, remember definitely. the poster. They're here. You know, that that is one of the most iconic uh, posters in horror. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just her right up on the TV. Like, that's classic. Like, you you know exactly what it is. Yeah, and uh, these, are, these are kind of the staple of 80s horror. I mean, this is the beginning. Sort of, you see the late 70s sort of influence with the effects. But this is definitely the start of the 80s genre of horror. And I, mm-hmm. I'm starting to consider that now the golden age of blockbuster horror. Would that make sense? I mean, that's that's what I'd call it. Yeah, it's, the 80s definitely um, a special time for horror movies. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, the horror genre is nation. More stuff's going to, you know, if you delve into horror, definitely more's come out since. And the 90s took it in a new direction and with mm-hmm. straight to DVD and then streaming. It's got its own thing, but in terms of horror movies actually being big at the bo- uh, box office and sort of making the mainstream aware that horror does exist, you know, I mean, this is definitely uh, iconic because mm-hmm. yeah, you might like horror, but you'll know Poltergeist, you'll know if somebody goes to you, they're here, you instantly know what that's about, even if you've never seen the movie, like your ones will just yeah. know that's powerful. The story itself, um, it's a very basic story. Yeah, it really is. 
it's not trying to overcomplicate things, but mm-hmm. one thing that really impressed me is actually the pacing. They managed to keep the pace in this movie the whole way through. Mm-hmm. I think, um, especially over the last few months, I've watched too much uh, James Wan stuff. We are waiting <laughs> 45 minutes for something to happen, and then it all happens at yes. once. And too many um, movies now copying that sort of thing, that you fucking jump scare, jump scare, bore, 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 snooze, 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 everything! Yeah. But this manages to go... There's no miss, you know what I mean? There's no filler in this movie. It makes sense. Like, we'll start off, we've got mm-hmm. the Freelings. Um, they're living in Sesta Verde. I think that means, um, I looked that up, Green Slope or something, or Green Hill. It sounds about right. Yeah, um, a planned community, only in America. You people love your cults. <laughs> He's even made fucking neighborhoods at the I cults. mean, you're not wrong. Like, um, I remember hearing about HOS for the first time, scratching my head, going, what the hell is that? Yeah, and no, then you realize, I... it's a fucking cult. Yeah, straight the fuck up. It you can't really buy a house without joining the cult in America. It's just like, minus, like, all the cool sex and blood orgies. Like, it's fucking American as shit. Fucking even American cults manage to make sex boring. When you hear, like, <laughs> fetish people fucking talking about their... You're actually like... <sighs> Like they spend more time talking about sex and just doing it and fucking mm. having fun. <laughs> Back to the same, the kind of right. like the misery cult of today can't even have a fucking couple of sunny days. Like, oh, oh, oh it's uh, world's coming to an end. The end is nigh. And funny enough, this is happening during the '80s, where midstream of the fucking satanic panic. So <laughs> horror movies were like, oh, there's a cult right in the corner. While people are in a cult, yeah, <laughs> fucking true. moving into cults. Um. The suburban cult, you know what I mean? Um, fuck yeah. People slide Britain off of the class system, but Jesus Christ, you guys take it to another level. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's just funny watching back. You know what I mean? They're all... Um, the guy, the uh, Stephen, he's the realtor mm-hmm. living in the in, uh, neighborhood where he's trying to sell people to. So essentially, he's a gatekeeper as well, going, do you really mm-hmm. want to live with us? Are you one of us? Yeah. Um, we start off, of course, with the American anthem. America. Is that the anthem or is it? They used to have like two anthems, don't you? Mm. You've like the Star Spangled Banner, which is like really jarring on the ears and difficult to listen to. And and then this other one. It wasn't the Star Spangled Banner pen at the start. It's the other one, which is associated as a. Is, I don't fucking remember. I'm clearly a good American. Not so second. <laughs> it's the other one. Gotcha. Uh, hold on. Now, nah, well, never mind. Nah, I'm just a stupid. Uh, I'm looking. I I don't fucking know. I hate this country. I'm getting you back, America. <laughs> I see all the stupid questions I get fucking asked. <laughs> Are you from Ireland? Do you know the O'Hafferty's from Donegal? Fuck off. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going to say stupid stuff about your country and make stupid I mean, I, it's fair. It's fair. I, <laughs> I fucking hate this country, so I just uh, leave me alone to my little lot of land and, and you guys can do your all, all your own stupid shit. Problem um, but it's a Star Spangled Banner. Uh, it, is, uh, it was a Star Spangled yeah. Banner? Oh, right. Yeah, uh, if I remember correctly. I know there's another anthem that's not quite the same, but it's used as, uh, at the end of TV broadcasts. Oh, kids, by the way, 
back in the day, you didn't have 24-hour TV. Yeah. I'd actually shut off at midnight. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. That, that's not that long ago that that, that was still a thing. I know like, I'm the crazy part. slightly old and decrepit, but I'm not quite there yet. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, but yeah, TV used to shut off, and that was it. And then yeah. what they started sneaking in was the, what do you call them, the shopping app channel started mm-hmm. coming in, and then that was the precursor for 24-hour TV, yep. which, and sort of thinking about the way the world is now, maybe we need a bit less. Yeah, I think. <laughs> There's such a thing as oversaturation. There, there really is. Well, and that's that's when you dumb down the content. It's just like, oh, I have to have something. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, sludge must flow. Just turn it out, turn it out, turn it out. Mm-hmm. Where, like, even the Hollywood blockbuster's gone now because every movie made's like hundreds of millions mm-hmm. to make. You know, I mean, it's either. If it goes in the theater release, it has to be hundreds of millions spent on it. And you're like, really? How how was the movie industry able to survive before? Um, I didn't check how much this cost, but it wasn't that much. You know what I mean? And it wasn't done in front of a fucking green screen. Yeah, let me let me check that out. I I'm drawing a blank on how much it was. I think it's in the tens. Might have been the tens of millions. No, I mean, it was a big movie. Let's, let's be honest. And it's more than paid for itself. Hmm. I am actually not seeing a budget. I I mean, it made 121.7 in the box office. So imagine it was around with the 10, 15 mark. You know, it would have been the mark. Yeah, it was 10.7, apparently. Look at that. Look at that. Me yeah. actually thinking like I know stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can make a movie and 10 million using practical effects mm-hmm. which sorry much more expensive than actually time consuming than actual than vfx yet they spend fucking billions now stupid amounts of money and 30 40 million in reshoots because they fuck it up the first time <laughs> here's a movie that they spent 10 million on got it right and it's still here today 40 years mm-hmm. later you can watch this movie and enjoy it oh yeah um, so what we have here is, like I said, start off the TV. That weird scene with the guy cycling on a BMX, grown grown man with beers under his arm. Cycling I mean, that's that's it. somebody that's had a DUI. Like that's all that is. <laughs> You're just going really. Nah, kids messing about with himself in the. Who who goes into the house? Somebody else's house with fucking beer spraying everywhere. Like right? Seriously. Like that's the one that you just crack open and drink before you go in for fuck's yeah, sake. Yeah, or set them in the porch, drop them in the porch. I know it was for a fact of the TV, but if somebody came into my house and got and spray beer everywhere, they would they'd be out the window. Mm. Absolutely. You know, that's major. Like just sitting there. So he's mm. sorry. That that's fucking fighting talk. <laughs> yeah, straight up. And, and I love how they're pirating the dude's cable. Like that's that's another thing that you don't really think about but that used to be a thing no it wasn't i don't think it was part and it was the it was the signals where the they were on the same bandwidth of frequency so the two signals were conflicting with each other but i i don't think it was sure i'm pretty because... sure he was tapped into the other dude's shit because every time no, i think changed... it was the position of their tvs because remember oh. back in the day um 
that could actually happen, especially when the remotes first come out. Mm. So the remotes were on the, you know, what I mean, you don't have the the digital sort of multi-channel remote now working mm-hmm. a thousand frequencies. These worked on like five frequencies. Yeah. And you couldn't go in. It's a bit like today with the Wi-Fi routers. If you um if two people are on the same provider and if you're on the Wi-Fi, the same channel, you can kind of bounce your signal, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And mess up each other's Wi-Fi signal. So that's where you change channel. Those remotes kind of work on the same principle. So they go out at a certain frequency, and if they're within range of each other, but being like that close <laughs> as well gotcha. um, was funny, but it did happen. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it was just a, conf- you know what I mean? It was like two people playing radio and static or something, you know, messing or, you know, the old walkie talkies and somebody yeah. jumps on the same channel as you, CB radios. Oh man, I used to get in so much trouble as a kid with those because there was uh, uh, the police chief for the city lived on my street like just a few houses up so we used to get his uh police radio all the time over our walkie talkies yeah we didn't have that all our all the police radios back home were encrypted because <laughs> it was mainly the army <laughs> i think police were using army equipment so it was like all encrypted like sneaky peeky mm-hmm. type stuff so you didn't um it happened sometimes though there were some stories where there was like a an observation post set up and they're doing a sting and it actually broadcast onto somebody's TV. So somebody would actually get the fucking, uh, what do you call it, night vision camera staring at somebody else's, like one of their neighbor's houses, <laughs> just a pair right. of TV. And then they'd be like, oh, shit, the army's after you. The army's after you. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, it was uh, some weird shit, went though. But yeah, um, I had a CB radio. I'm just, I know I'm going off on a tangent, but I had a CB radio going off. And some of the conversations people would have was unreal. And it's like they didn't realize that they were on open broadcast, like talking about their personal life and stuff, <laughs> like as if they were on the telephone. I mean, that's just the beginning of the internet mentality where you're super fucking important. Everybody know, needs to know your dirty laundry. Yeah, it was, uh, it was something else. <laughs> and then you get people fighting. It's like, do you know where I live? Do you know where I live? I'm the one with the CV radio. See the tall radio? You come around my house now. And the thing is, people were within vicinity of each other because obviously short wave radio. Yeah. So it was possible. Fully enough, though, there weren't actually any fights. Oh, of course. So people, unlike the internet, people were legit actually able. You could go and find somebody with a CV radio because you had to be the, you have to be a monitor. You can carry and you can find signals. <laughs> so you could actually go and actually go and find someone. Oh, that's and you could funny. triangulate them to where they were. So people could literally turn up at your front door, but it never happened. And it kind of shows that cardly, like, you know, you don't you can't see the person's face. You've got this safety net of being behind something. And uh, you know, all of a sudden you get braver. Oh, of course. No, anyway, it actually takes a lot to stick your mug and actually let people see you and talk. You know, it's, uh, that's why most people don't do it, because they'd rather snipe from the, behind an avatar than actually just stand up and say what you think. Yeah, no shit. But that's uh, kind of... just all, This movie just brings me back to that time. You know what I mean? Um, human, humanity hasn't changed. You know I mean? You're no. still dickheads. Just the problem <laughs> was that now the dickheads are in control and like almost run the narrative, which is causing everybody misery. But yeah, that, that whole scene with them fighting over the TV, yeah seeing each other's signals and stuff and that it's just showing the whole suburban lifestyle mm-hmm. and 
the plant, like I said, the plant community just that's that's of alarm bells. But it's showing the idyllic lifestyle. If that makes sense. They're all happy. Yeah. Um. One thing that impressed me is this is a happy family. Yeah. They're a happy, content family. They're not. You know, what I mean, they're just going through their daily lives. No mm -hmm. issues, dramas, no angst. Because it's refreshing to see, actually, just a normal family getting on with their shit. Yeah, because yeah, you really don't see that. Because you know, majority of the time, that makes for a boring story. But it's essential in this plot mm -hmm. because it's the family's love that holds them together yeah. when an external force comes in to destroy them. Mm -hmm. So if they didn't have that, they'd all be beaten. And that's kind of the crux, you know. What I mean, it was the way the money uh, the managed to portray that in the beginning was really good mm -hmm. and very minimalistic. No, you didn't have to have it explained to you. You just saw it by yeah. their direction at the breakfast table and then joking well, with each I mean, other. That's the magic of Steven Spielberg's writing. Like, I mean, yeah, it's a Toby Hooper film, like straight the fuck up. But, I mean, Spielberg wrote it and he's a god of story. Yeah, we don't have that anymore. It's sad. Mm -hmm. Very, uh, that's why I watch on. If we see something that's good, that's why I sing its praises because it's like such a novelty now where. This was almost the standard, you know what I mean? No, this fucking Spielberg, was standard. <laughs> Spielberg was a standard, and that's what you lived mm -hmm. up to. And yeah. that's, I mean, you have someone good, and you're not trying to turn them down, but live up to their example. Things mm -hmm. get better. But now we have this culture of fucking people sniping, and if somebody does a wee bit better, then you have to turn them down to make yourself feel better because you're shit, you know? Yeah, boring. Yeah. So, anyway, the story. Uh, focuses around Carol Ann. She's the youngest, and we find out that her uniqueness is she was actually born in the house, which gives her a special connection. There's a whole mm -hmm. um, underlying message in this about connecting to the land. Yeah. Which I liked. It was subtle. You weren't getting beaten over the head with it, but it's all about how important it is being connected to the land you live in. Mm -hmm. uh, very, actually, almost very Native American thinking, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, they're on top of a Native burial ground. But they didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Or wasn't it native? It was a cemetery. Was it? God. It was a cemetery. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, remember, he said at least it wasn't the ancient burial grounds. No, it was a cemetery. That sounds about right. I, yeah. You might be conflating with part two, which I, I think I Yeah. <laughs> um, it brings that aspect into it, but it's not directly related. Mm -hmm. But the the theme of Cur, you know what I mean, have a connection to the land, and if you have a connection to the land you live in, it's strong and anchors you. So let's be it, um, Carolina Conduit. Mm -hmm. When when things first kick off, it's her, uh, you see her kind of talking to the TV. Apparently she's known to sleepwalk, mm -hmm. but she's in front of the TV. And actually, see the way she that we got elected? Such a shame she pa uh, passed early. Yeah. Uh, Heather O'Rourke, but the way she played that, you know, talking to the screen and the way she came across is brilliant. Oh yeah, for her age, like how many child actors are actually halfway decent? Yeah, not many. <laughs> you know, I mean, as a like she really owned the role, you know, mm -hmm. better right. But yeah, that's she's been targeted. She's the one actually talking through the TV. Uh, the other ones, then we start to see the things. Funny scene was her in the, the kitchen. Dude, I love that. And it's it's practical. And it's so amazing because you know it's just a bunch of motherfuckers just off set or just off screen, just waiting. They got that shit put together and like, all right, all right, it's almost our time to shine. 
Uh, yep. So goddamn good. <laughs> but you've got Carla, and she's like this, staring at the screen. Mm-hmm. And her mother's like, you'll hurt your eyes and flex the channel, as if that's going to make a difference. Right. <laughs> that was just like, what the fuck? Um, it's almost saying something about the TV worship as well. Mm-hmm. No, probably internet. The TV was God. You know, people literally hung on every word. And if you lost the TV or signal, people get agitated and stuff. You know, no, now if people get disconnected from their phone, like there are people will literally fall apart. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, it's that sort of addiction has been there. You know, I mean, it's almost instilled from a young age this dependence on. Uh, technology, you kind of see that's been brought in as well. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but there's kind of subtle messages through this. No, you can definitely see it. But yeah, <laughs> that scene where she flicks the uh, clears up the breakfast table. She's like, I thought I'd ask you guys to push the table in, uh, the chairs in. Mm-hmm. And then next minute, she moves away. <laughs> the chairs are pushed out again. And then all of a sudden they're on top of the table. That's so goddamn good. But I think what makes this unique as well is her reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Instead of the typical, which if this was a modern, you know, mainstream horror movie, the person, uh, Diane would be like, ah, and fall down. Oh, yeah. Somebody. It'd be straight up screaming, suspenseful music, and all that shit. Well, it's yeah. like, that's pretty mundane. Like, I mean, yeah, it's a big deal. There's obviously something going on, but it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, or some or, asshole forgot to silence their phone. Oh yeah, <laughs> mine does that too. Sometimes I fucking behave. Um, yeah, but said that after the initial shock, she's like, "Whoa, this is cool. What else can I do?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's more realistic of a. I mean, I guess not so much in this day and age, but like, you know, me growing up as a kid, like that's the kind of shit that would have happened. Like everything's moving around. It's like, oh yeah, we got all this tape on the floor. Check this shit out. Like that's the kind of shit that would have happened in my household, as opposed to like freaking the hell out over everything. Yeah, there's something definitely lost because that spirit of exploration and not having a fear of everything unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, I don't know. It's it's sad to see it gone mm-hmm. because that's definitely. what leads the innovation. That was leads to humanity pushing forward instead of going backwards. But yeah, yeah the fact that she'd drawn out the circle went, look, I can do this. <laughs> and even Caroline's like, oh, not again. <laughs> yeah. I want to do something. No, typical kid, though. Something's amusing for five minutes, and then, well, I want to do something else now. Mm-hmm. But the whole way they reacted was just brilliant. You know, it just made the movie what it was. That was... Um, was that before or after the earthquake? Um, that was after. Uh, after the earthquake right, so was then... pretty much the first night. Which the... is so fucking funny because as a kid, I thought there's no way in hell people would sleep through that shit. As an adult that has slept through numerous earthquakes, including some massive earthquakes, yeah, you can sleep through that shit. <laughs> yeah, God, it's... Um... Like I've slept through bombs and mortars and all sorts, you know what I mean? Um it used to be a funny thing. The last last time I was out in the Sandy place. Mm-hmm. Um the, the order was if mortars come in, everyone had to get up, put on your body armor and helmet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then wait, and then you basically waited the first light and then go and search for what known as blinds. So basically something lands in, doesn't explode, it's known as a blind. Mm-hmm. 
But if you don't find them, they can explode later. But eventually, you just got that blase that I would wake up in the morning in my helmet would be just like sitting on top of my head and the body armor be around my shoulders. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, was there an attack last night? <laughs> That's fucking great. And you just be like, all right, something was that. And everyone got like that, you know, because unless it directly... Um, like impacted you, you didn't react because that's half the thing as well. Not the fall the bits every time something weird happens. Because mm-hmm. unless you're directly in danger or you need to do something, then getting up the high dough all the time doesn't help you. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um yeah, because I skipped that scene. She was first talking to the TV the first time she step walk, and then the, when they actually reached out, yeah, she's talking away. Gotta love the 70s, almost Disney type effects. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced there's only like one effects company working in Hollywood at the time that did everything. It was very similar to uh, Watcher in the Woods, wasn't it? I mean, kind of. I know it was done slightly different. Was that same sort of that spectral sort of effect? Yeah. Well, I mean, shit. These are the days of ILM like ruling everything. I mean, they kind of still do, but. This was definitely, uh, it's had to have been ILM. Yeah, uh, you can kind of see the influence, you know, I mean, across all mm-hmm. all sort of things. And someone's like, here's the horror fucking effects box. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. that out for every movie. <laughs> and you're kind of stuck with it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so what starts as uh, initial? Oh, yeah. Sort so of, it was ILM that was doing it. It was? Yeah. Yeah, you can, you can kind of see that, you know, across the board. Mm-hmm. It was the same effects, you know, in use for practically every movie during the time. Until uh, Jim Hansen really became, he became the thing. Oh, God, there's my mm-hmm. phone going um, And then when Jim Hansen was like the forerunner, his effects and creature effects were in every movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just funny the way it is that um, one thing becomes that. and that, uh, Back to oversaturation, once you have like the one sort of aesthetic, it can kind of desensitize you. Yeah. You just see the same thing all the time, and then you lose the magic. But hey, yeah, that's Hollywood got a it's still a production factor at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um the whole thing with Robbie and the tree was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Considering the fact that they had curtains, first of all. So the whole scene of Robbie being afraid of the tree and having a clown in his bedroom that he was afraid of, like don't have it then or put it in the closet right that's the funny shit it's like he covers it up it's like man you got a closet you also got a garbage can get rid of the fucking thing and also <laughs> why do we have the lights go out if that's something that terrifies you fucking doink then the lights go out mm-hmm. uh, that's funny but yeah the whole um talk about the storm and stuff i know they were setting it up but it was just funny well curtains there job done yeah right nothing to worry about Yeah, this is where we see things take the sinister turn because I always thought, I remember first watching this, I thought the tree bit was at the end of the movie. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, fuck, that's the catalyst, pretty much. That's like yeah. when shit's like, hey, but we're I watched this. Crazy. I was a kid when I watched this. Ah, uh, that's fair. I know I've watched it, but it's been years. You know what I mean? I'm mm. talking more than 10 years since I watched this movie. And I was, I always conflate the first and second one because they're similar stories in a way. Mm hmm. Well, some of you know some of the scenes because the kids are roughly the same age. Um, we're not talking about the third one. That was just weird. Yeah, 
<laughs> that was just a strange movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, and even just how they like had to finish it out because um, uh, Carol Ann had died. Yeah, prior, Heather worked like yeah, yeah. Had, she had a heart, yeah, she she had a heart died attack. right before the end. Or was it? No, she died before it finished. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was filming the part three before she passed. Because she was actually one of the things that was brought up uh, her face because of, she was on the steroids. Mm-hmm. Her face was actually bloated. And this is a sad thing. She was actually self conscious. She's still only a kid, but she wasn't even 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And she was self conscious about being slightly bloated because she was having to take medical steroids yeah. to save her life. That's. Um, that's why I personally don't think you know, I mean, I've, I'm a bit hit and miss about child actors. Mm-hmm. I hate the Disney Channel or whatever it is now, you know. But the old school Disney Channel has been so down, should actually be fucking brought in for child abuse, right? The amount of people, kids that have fucked up over their time actually watching the BBC. I can, I think, have done more damage than Jimmy Savile, to be honest. That probably, um, but this wee girl had a complex in the third one because her face was slightly bloated. Mm-hmm. and not the Hollywood skinny perfection and you're like fucking not even 10 years old and that's just in your head yeah it's fucking bullshit yeah that I, I remember reading about that and just fucking uh, I was angry because I was just like nah that's not right mm-hmm. you don't do that to kids that kids be fucking kids I mean I, I still don't like them but I wouldn't be horrible <laughs> ones you know what I mean yeah, well, it, you don't have to like them to not hate them <laughs> yeah, it's like I find them annoying, but at the same time, uh-huh. fuck with their heads, right? Let, and like that'll happen over time. Let them be children right now. Yeah, and that's why then you have childhood to build up that fortitude, mm-hmm. so that when the shitty stuff happens, that you realize, oh, people don't change. I remember getting told, like, oh, it's okay when you leave school; everyone will be better because they'll be adults. <laughs> and then, you... no, no, you realize that there's fucking fifty, sixty-year-old kids out there. Mm-hmm. And they're worse. And you're like, fucking. That's why I don't do people. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> even interacting for this show, I find it difficult. It's like, okay, you understand I'm a fucking misanthrope, don't you? Right? <laughs> I'm really to make a show and a bit of art. I'm fucking stepping out of my comfort zone because, right? Uh but yeah, that whole scene uh, where things kick off. And Trey comes in and eating Robbie. Like that was proper horror fan. Fuck yeah, it was. Well, and you knew from the get-go, um, like just looking at that fucking tree. The face that, that was well, gonna I, happen. I thought the yeah. faces were gonna come alive. Yeah, the whole time. I it's like you're just waiting for that shit to happen, and then this happens instead. Yeah, actually, that's what inspired. Hold on. Can you see that? That wee tree I made for this, <laughs> that's what I actually was inspired by. Nice. The pulled I didn't even can you remember the time, but uh yeah, poltergeist. Um that's where that's where I had my idea to put the tree because I just always remember that tree, the, the way it was all gnarly and stuff, mm-hmm. and essentially had a face. But yeah, the tree actually eating the kid. Like this was on her, you know what I mean? There was also mm-hmm. a thing about bad stuff can't happen to kids. Yeah, and here you have a kid getting eaten by a tree. You that's know. so goddamn good. Well, and of I course, th- that being the diversion, like that was even more sinister. Yeah, the fact that yeah, we'll eat this kid if we can and kill it, but we don't care. That's not mm. the prize. And it wasn't even the case of we'll take both kids. Mm-hmm. No, they had a uh, specific guy. You know what I mean? And we know who it is. The beast. 
um, he gets personified the second one, but um, we he has a plan, and the parents are just like, "Oh shit, the kids get <laughs> Robbie's getting eaten by a tree." Like, what what would you think? You know what I mean? Um, I know people have <laughs> yeah. criticized the parents. Go, why did you leave Caroline in the room? Well, she's in a room not getting eaten by a tree, right? In a house, but <laughs> you're supposed to be safe. Yeah, I mean that's that's what makes this movie so scary. Is the one place that you're supposed to be 100% safe is the place that's trying to kill you. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that also most horror movies um, since and today, this would be dragged out of the ghost trying to capture Carol Ann. You know I mean? That would be the whole thing dragged out for the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Where this is like, nope, we're catching her. We're getting what we want. Mm-hmm. And that happens like straight away. Um. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about the wee birdie thing. That was sad. Yeah. But once again, the underlying message. Mm-hmm. So a wee birdie passes away, and then obviously Dan's going to flush down the toilet. She catches on. I think it's a show that she's a current empathetic person. Do you know, I think it's mm-hmm. kind of show that. But they put it in the box, they bury it in the garden, and then the, the garden's getting dug up with the bulldozer. Back to what I'm saying about that underlying message of respecting the land. Mm-hmm. it's way woven the whole way through this movie well and even um the dad talks about it uh when the kid first brings up the tree being scary to him he's like well i mean it's an old tree it was here before us this is a part of the land and you know the, we are a part of that as well it's just like i i love that aspect of this movie it's just it's right there just at the surface but not in your face yeah which is what people miss now you know mm-hmm. this is that's the whole point is you you see that message and you see it being done well and it's a simple one respect mm-hmm. the land so if you take something out put something back in or do as little damage as possible mm-hmm. if something's been there longer than you like a thousand year old tree then fucking leave it alone build around it right not everything has to be hacked and burned but back to my open because i thought it was very like i said last week with a couple of sunny days the climate alarmists are achieving the exact opposite of what this movie's achieved in a few simple scenes. Right. Do you know what I mean? These idiots are like, that's why it's all kind of tied in. We've got the environmental message because it's like, these fucking idiots want us to wear her shirts and go back to burning wood, which is actually the whole point of technology is we've done less damage. It's We're going past the day of just pouring sludge into the river. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That Those days are long gone and people have learned in the 80s was a major catalyst for change. But these fuckers, it's not enough because they're a cult. And this movie's done more to talk about the environment and actually just have a bit of respect, which is a palatable message. Mm-hmm. Anybody can have respect at different levels. Oh, hold on. I have a wrapper. I don't throw it in the street. I stick it in my pocket or throw it in the nearest bin. Oh, wait, maybe sort out my recycling and not just chuck everything for landfill. Right. Really simple stuff to do. Um, do I need to burn a tire if I'm having a fire pit <laughs> or it's a few bits of wood? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Simple things. Um, okay, do I pour grease down the sink? Maybe not. Maybe think of a better way. Do you know what I mean? That's you can tell people not to be arseholes without this fucking stupid cult mentality mm-hmm. that actually has the opposite effect because I want to go and fucking passing rivers and all every time the marshals speak right it's just it's like with vegans like i am 
basically vegetarian. Like if it wasn't for my wife, I pretty much would be vegetarian. But anytime one of those high and mighty vegans just starts to go off about shit, which I mean, I believe in animal rights and all that shit. Like I would murder people over animals, but yeah, when they start to go off about shit, I just want to grab a pack of hot dogs and eat it in their fucking face. <laughs> yeah. Get just it's like, you're doing it the wrong like, way. Ah. <laughs> nah, it's friggin' uh, that, and that's what I mean. It's, um, these idiots, uh, like, this is a Hollywood, it just shows how much Hollywood has changed. Mm-hmm. Because this is a Hollywood, mainstream Hollywood, it's the same sort of people around the end that are there now. Mm-hmm. They're still the same political leanings. They're still the same mindset. They're still a bunch of fucking deviants, yeah, <laughs> and hypocrites. Do you know what I mean that that side of things hasn't changed? Because, like I said, that cunt fucking the the KK. Ugh. Do you know what I mean people hit the triple K, hit the double K? <laughs> the double K's done more harm to me than the other ones. But. Uh, they're the same people, but they're able to tell a story here, make it enjoyable, and have a message. Mm-hmm. So how have we lost that? Have they lost the ability to do that? Apart from the fact that they keep doing nepotism and hiring fucking arseholes just because they're in that bubble now, and you've got these talented ha- this hacks just jumping on. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, back to this. It was funny in the movie that they didn't call the police. Well, I mean, it honestly it just goes back to the whole idea of this being a cult. Like, you don't bring in outside forces. Like, even the uh, construction people that are being all creepy and pervy on the teenage daughter. Like, they're there, and they're accepted because they're a part of it. Yeah, and I think that was more saying she's given back, you know, uh, back to when it was Panther. Mm-hmm. So, she gave her own, so to speak. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, she... She definitely shut them down, and that shit was hilarious. And everybody laughed. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she had a bit of spunk about her and gave it back to them, they're laughing at it as well. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. um once again that would be labeled now. That's misogyny now, and the fucking male gaze and objectification and blah blah blah. By the same dickheads that are doing bikini poses on Instagram. <laughs> so it's okay to objectify them by hitting the like button and sharing and sign up to their OnlyFans, but don't whistle. <laughs> Right. Or don't have panther. That's the fucking human race. Now, the minute it goes too far, fucking shut it down. Yeah. Or the minute there's physical touch, you know, they're like cornering her off and not letting her go past. Like every fucking cardboard cutout villain in a movie ever. Mm -hmm. You know the rapists that walk about in broad daylight in Hollywood movies? Just do it there and end the street and stop them? I mean, that sort of shit. It's just fucking nuts. But yeah, that was just banter between them. Yeah. And she's like, show more strength because she's, she's like, not letting it affect her and giving it back. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, yo. And then everyone goes on their day. Yeah. Well, and it's great too because it sets up her character. Like, it without anything else, we already know exactly who and what she is. Yeah. And that. she's a bit of an underutilized character in this. She's Definitely almost like the spare part. Mm hmm. Because every other character had a moment to shine. She wasn't really... She, it was like, they didn't know what to do with her. Maybe that's why they got rid of her for the second part. Um, no. Probably something to do with... Probably something behind the scenes, but... Yeah, she got murdered. <laughs> oh! 
Yeah, she didn't come back because she was dead. Her fucking boyfriend murdered her. Oh fuck! Didn't know that. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. I knew oh about God. Heather O'Rourke. Okay, so I knew about the tragedy of Heather O'Rourke, but I didn't know about um. Yeah, she. Uh, oh fuck! Right. Got See, this is why you're here, Cameron. So okay. <laughs> so I was saying little... this last night. I was on a stream last night. I'm like, right, guys. Instead of me just talking shit, Cameron will be here tomorrow, and he knows stuff. <laughs> So, little, um, you have Shudder, right? Yes. You got to watch Cursed Films, dude, because it's like it does the behind the scenes of all the movies that are supposedly cursed. And oh, I was watching the Eli Roth series, and I watched the Guard documentary last night. Oh, God. I still haven't watched that, and it oh, pisses it's... me off that I haven't. Like, that is one of my favorite fucking bands. Like, it's kind of embarrassing if you could see, you know, the bits of my office that I can see. Yeah, I, I love Guar, but um yeah so like the cursed films i forgot so much of like the behind the scenes shit of this movie um because of course that's the first thing everybody thinks is the heather rourke one yeah um, that's... but yeah no there was like so much fuckery like behind the scenes and yeah like so that's why she was never brought back was because she was murdered oh fuck that's... and it sucks too because she's fucking great like she could have had a hell of a career yeah um and I'll just, like I said, I thought she was underutilized. She was a strong character. Mm. There's no weak characters in this movie. No, not at all. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you've got the hangers on. And I just thought it about, she didn't get her moment to shine. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. And the put her, shunted her off for part of the movie. Um, Just seemed a bit of a shame. Mm -hmm. Even the fucking dog was more of a character, you know, used more as a character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that dog, fuck, man, like... It moved the movie along so well anytime the dog came out because then it's like, oh, okay, so these are the signs that we need to be looking for. And it just yeah. so goddamn well done. Like, I cannot praise this movie enough. Yeah. And then, like I said, it's back to that whole cult thing. Uh, like you're saying, because it's just we are alien cultures. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're just completely different. Um, everyone says how we're cousins and stuff, but we're not. We're completely different. Um, people different values different cultures mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't realize that you think you're on uh youtube i guess and we're talking and friendships are made etc well that's humanity you know what i mean you can make friends with anybody yeah. you've got enough in common yeah just don't be a cunt <laughs> but we're still we're still completely different you know mm -hmm. i don't people understand how different britain and the us are mm -hmm. the british isles and even uh and that's the whole um Europe thing as well, because even the British Isles are completely different from Europe. The European mm -hmm. continent's got the alien landscape. And even parts of Europe are alien from each other. You know, it's just oh, yeah. uh, some people might look the same. You can put on an accent. You know, people can change accents and maybe sound generic, but completely different. And it's just the whole American uh, experience, so to speak, especially that suburban America is mm -hmm. an alien experience. For me, anyway, and the same. I mean, that's fucking alien for me too. Like that's like, uh, you know, nobody thinks about it, but there's a very, very strong and distinct class system in America that nobody wants to talk about. And yeah, well, but you escape British imperialism to get away from that, and didn't just have you don't have dynasties of families being presidents all the time, mm -hmm. and, and the top government because, and the same dynasties run the same businesses. You no, know, mm -hmm. that doesn't happen. 
I, I, uh, I, I find I mean, that funny. Def- defends, depends on how far down the rabbit hole you want to go with that kind of shit. Because kind of, yeah, we do have that. But it's not as out in the open. Yeah, I think that's the difference. That the class system here is it's called the class system. Mm-hmm. It's been going for thousands of years. So there's no, you know what I mean? It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. It's got advantages and it's got disadvantages. Um, the biggest thing in any society is social mobility. Doesn't matter what your class system is. If you've got social mobility, that's the good thing. Yeah. So just because you're born into something doesn't mean you can't rise or fall. And I think that's a problem too. Because so many who are born in the upper echelons aren't allowed to fall and they're propped up, that's where you get... And Hollywood's a perfect example, actually, because it's Spielberg's kids... It's KK's kids. It's all that, you know, I mean, it's our kids and almost grandkids at this point are the ones in Hollywood that haven't earned their spot. And that's why the movie industry has gone to ratchet. And that's why you've got fucking all the main companies don't know what they're doing. Can't even mm-hmm. put together a storyline or an overarching story because you've got these Muppets who were born into that mm-hmm. and instantly given uh, positions just because yeah. of where they were born into. And that's, you know, I mean, that's not healthy. Well, and the terrible thing about it is it's, you know, nepotism at its finest, but like the, this is the spawn of people that had, you know, the intestinal fortitude to make actual decisions, not just based on numbers. It was like, oh no, I've got a feeling about you. I think this, you know, I, I can put my money behind this and if I lose it, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Robert Redford, he was a good example. Um, was it in the heat of the night or 48 hours? What was his like first major edition? Oh, fuck. I don't remember. But that was, I remember the him going for his first uh, audition. Mm-hmm. It might have been for 48 hours. No, it was Nick Nolte. Sorry. What was Robert Redford? His, um, I know it was uh, We Live in the Castle, that prison one he's like, most famous for, but there was uh, a movie he was that started off his career. When he went for the audition, he fluffed it. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, he said he was nervous, he stuttered, he he messed up his lines, but the director saw something in him. And that's how he got his career. Mm-hmm. Um, that wouldn't happen today. No. Well, I mean, even look at Star Wars. Like, that was just, that was a producer being like, this is a weird fucking movie. This is a weird concept. Oh, what was the one that you did last? Oh, THX 1138. That's fucking weird. Eh, whatever. I... I think you got this. Let's let's see what happens. And then Lucas manages to put out something that literally changed culture. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have executives in power nowadays that have that kind of you know again intestinal fortitude. Lucas I mean, would go so far as to say like some people uh like you know the the people at A24 um even you know Jason Blum uh with Blumhouse like they kind of do, but there's still a a method and sort of a you know fill in the blanks methodology with their productions. Yeah, I've seen a lot of A24 is actually the most disappointing because they're aiming for the arty farty crowd, so they're trying to I make high love art. A24. <laughs> hmm? I fucking love A24, but that's the that's their kind of that's who they're aiming for. They're aiming for yeah. the high art. You know the the thinkers, snooty douchebags like me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's what the that's who they're aiming for. So dumb bastard like me kind of scratch my head and go, oh, <laughs> when I'm watching some of their movies, it's hard to 
taken. Ah, they have a couple of new ones coming out. Um, but I don't know if they're horror or not. It's like a weird high school one, which um, anything with high schools in it, I switch off immediately. I'm like, fuck no. Yeah, unless it's a satire film, I, I don't really care. I fucking hated high school, so <laughs> I tried yeah, to avoid it. Yeah, I couldn't get out of school quick enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a whole... Um, it's funny. It just shows how good this movie is. So it, when it provokes thought and memories and just rep, reflection on the industry as well, that's what movies are meant to do, promote conversation. Yeah. Instead of this bland shit that right. comes just out like now. the the Marvel movies. Back to what I'm talking about green screen, everyone every time you see behind the scenes, it's everyone fucking in front of a green screen mm-hmm. running at each other. Like fucking medieval sort of uh, and people punching each other in the face twenty times and not getting a bruise. Mm-hmm. It's like what the hell? Uh just uh, I give up. I go up in Star Wars after Last Jedi. That was me. Fucking done. No interest anymore. I just, uh, I was that disgusted. I I went to the movie theater, um, scratching my head going, what the hell did I just watch? Mm -hmm. And then when I thought about it, I'm like, what the hell? Even Forces Awakens, there was a bit of, like, making Han Solo out to be a fucking deadbeat dad and stuff, you know, and just, Mm -hmm. there's a few niggly bits there. But that just finished me, and I just haven't went back since. I just see that's funny. Like completely cut off. I'm just like done. Nope. And that's why I do walk away. Uh, I mean, the Rise of Skywalker is not bad if you don't think about it. <laughs> if you just treat it like a Marvel movie, it's, but, uh, it's um, decent. When did I give up after? Right about the time Captain Marvel came out and all that shit that went with it, I give up on Marvel. Now I, the yeah, only funny. reason I, I went to see Endgame. I love captain marvel <laughs> what i'm if i'm getting called names before a movie even comes out and if you don't see this you're such as i'm like fuck you you know that's it that's my attitude mm-hmm. i'll go and spend my money elsewhere yeah no and that, that's fair and that's I just my attitude i'm not gonna argue with someone who hates me and hand mm-hmm. over money to them you yeah. know what i mean um but yeah the only reason i went to see endgame was because there was free tickets pretty good reason from a certain person's work even then i still didn't want to go mm-hmm. i couldn't be arsed even having free tickets and we we're getting popcorn and stuff because it was a corporate event mm-hmm. um i just wasn't in the mood and even when i sat through it i could tell you half the shit went on I yeah just, same <laughs> i just slept walked through that movie and i haven't seen one since really you haven't watched the doctor strange ones no dude so sorry, i watched sorry i tell that because i watched spider-man but that's a sony movie uh not anymore man that's there those are uh those are marvel now again well, like, those are disney but they're they're fucking the disney good. guy like, sony yeah i thought they were doing an agreement you know obviously uh marvel got a you know it's for a proportion and they rented the character but i didn't think that no they they straight up bought it well let's fuck them now yeah i mean that's well it's because all those laws that used to be in place to keep businesses from absorbing other businesses like monopoly oh, don't exist act? anymore um but no like the spider-man movies like that whole trilogy fantastic and the doctor strange movies like seriously those are fucking awesome i just watched the last one um last week and it is a straight up sam raimi film that just so happens it was derrickson um started off with that i think mm-hmm. that's uh, i've heard about yeah. reviews that it was that messed up but then derrickson started that off and then he came out 
because he wasn't he was kind of butting heads with him and then Raimi came in mm-hmm. and I think because it wasn't a straight up Raimi movie it's a straight up fucking Raimi movie is it? well I don't yeah. know I, like I said when I I've just no interest anymore honestly that one like seriously I've... I can't I can't stress checking that one out just for the single fact that that is more of a Raimi film like what people like you and I would think of a Raimi film more than his Spider-Man 2. movies Right, Spider-Man 2, the operation, operating table. Yeah, I know we're going off on a tangent. We'll, we'll go back to the movie eventually. Yeah, fuck it. whatever. That's just why we're here, to fucking talk <laughs> shit and catch up. Well, and, this, and realistically, so, like, the thing about... The, the hospital scene movie. in the Raimi, uh, Spider-Man 2, that was straight up fucking Raimi at his mm-hmm. best, pushing it right to the envelope of mm-hmm. what he was allowed to do in the superhero genre. You know what I mean? All you needed was a few more blood splatters, a bit of guts and gore, and that, was, that could have been straight up horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what I hear about Doctor Strange was is if he had been allowed to do that, it could have been excellent. I don't understand what people are fucking talking about. I don't think they watched the same movie I did. Like, the fucking ending alone, it's... I, I can't talk about it, but it's straight up... Like, if you can't watch that and see like, classic Raimi from that, then you don't understand Raimi's uh, filmography <sighs> it's just fucking beautiful and perfect and it's it's amazing because this is fucking disney and they're letting him do this yeah that's um that's an anomaly because like i said i just jumped off i just um i'm not gonna support a franchise that tells me i'm a misogynist racist as the phobe mm-hmm. all that's that and if you don't go and see this movie, you're a horrible person. Sorry, I'm not joining the fucking religion. Yeah. Do you know well, what I mean? I'm not fucking sitting in a pulpit. Mm-hmm. I come from a country where that, you know what I mean, you had fucking choice of either Christianity, and even that wasn't good enough. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. if you're one, you're an evil. But, you know what I mean? I could easily have made a really comfortable life for myself just by saying the words. Mm-hmm. I know in my head, that's not me. Yeah. So... And this is the thing about the executives. If you're gonna if you're gonna have your idiots out on Twitter, call them me names just for existing and blah blah blah. Well, guess what? Fuck off. You don't yeah. get my money, you don't get my support. Yeah, that's, see that's I just, just my I just usually don't give a shit about Marvel because it's all cookie cutter movies. And I, I'm bored with that. That's why I wanna like they're they're fucking boring. Like the the only shit that seems to be different is the spider-man movies um like i said i fucking love the doctor strange stuff um captain marvel was fun i really liked it i understand why people hated it but i didn't um but yeah the only other thing is uh as soon as they got to kaiwatiti to start doing the thor movies because i fucking hated the thor movies until uh ragnarok and this new one looks like it's pretty fun too yeah, I've heard. Like I said, it's um, I don't even um, it's funny enough because it's a bit of a strange quandary. Because if you, there's, I don't understand the the concept of hate watching. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I I don't. So there's people that. will watch stuff just to hate on it, mm-hmm. and then they watch it, and then they just spend the whole time ripping it apart. Yeah, I don't. And that's get it. purely the reason why. So they're watching. You know I mean, they're it's almost hypocritical. They're constantly mm-hmm. watching movies. Just the fucking pan on it, and it, to like, me, that's, how cushy of a fucking life do you have to be that miserable <laughs> and have that much time? 
Now, you know me, if I don't like something, I'll straight up say I don't fucking like it. Mm-hmm. But also, at the same time, like with podcasts here, if I love a movie, I'm going to gush about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just how I feel about the individual movie. Now, what concerns me is, like I said, thankfully, back if social media was back then, um, I probably wouldn't watch half the movies I did. Do you mm. know what I mean? Because that's what put me off movies now. And that's why I don't follow actors. I follow two, Jennifer Tilly and Robert England. Because mm-hmm. the only two I've seen so far don't act like absolute dickheads online. Yeah. In fact, um, Jennifer Tilly, she's uh, she's a really interesting one because she does half the Hollywood bubblehead sort of thing. I mean, she does her posts about, oh, I wore a Prada bag and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's like, Pfft. but then... She's also straight up doing like videos where she's cooking with her family, you know, and they're all around the kitchen table. And it could be any family, mm-hmm. but she's not being preached, you know what I mean? So the likes of her have uh, genuine affection for her because she actually, she's in Hollywood, but she's also shows enough of an ordinary person and relatable mm-hmm. that I can actually get behind her. Yeah. Robert England, absolute legend. And he doesn't post shit. You know what I mean? He just... He enjoys life and he enjoys his legacy. Mm-hmm. He's not preachy about it. He's not an arrogant fuck. And he's just living life to the best. So hats off and he still wants to create, do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> he just loves doing it. Mm-hmm. I haven't met or seen any other actors. Like fucking Stephen King's pissed me off because <laughs> he won't shut the fuck up on Twitter. And it's like, dude, you're you're actually going against you know, I mean, you're actually spoiling me off your art because you get nothing like a dickhead. Like, it's why? funny. The only shit I ever see of his posts is just when he posts shit about his dogs. <laughs> his right, dog. well, he, he does. He gets on. He jumped on the whole fucking every latest thing of the last two, three years. You know, he's jumped on and had an opinion on. And fucking Elvira, what do you call her? Cassandra Peterson. Mm-hmm. She fucking jumped on saying, oh, people that don't get vaccinated should be cancelled. I'm like, bitch, do you remember people tried to cancel you? <laughs> And right. people got behind you, and then you're because you're up the fucking ladder now, and you're in your fucking ivory tower. You're being the exact same. Fuck off. Do you know what I mean? That that shit winds me up, and then that makes me not want to watch their stuff or support them. I think we've had it, the problem is that the curtain's been lifted. It's like a Wizard of Oz. Do you know mm-hmm. that the the mistake and the veneer that sort of kept these people. We, we kind of knew they were deviants. We kind of knew they were hypocrites. And we knew they all knifed each other in the back because it's all about their individual property. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they're a brand of one. And they're a brand, the only way they can get up is for someone else to lose out. And uh, like I said, I'm reading Tom Barr's book and fucking Mithia Markle. Her whole thing has been about that. And she's a fucking horrible cunt. And you just see that whole Hollywood mindset led by that kind of ruins movies because if you know these arseholes are in it, you're like, uh So I think I need to go back to they need to just shut up and not like basically wave their dicks in people's face. <laughs> yeah, we know your cons, but if you're like straight out letting us know your country on a daily basis, well, guess what? I'd... It's like going to a restaurant, right? And you see the chef, the chef's got all the stains and fucking picking his nose and fucking, you know what I mean? Spitting in the soup and stuff. You're not going to eat at the restaurant, are you? Yeah. And that's the way these people are getting on. That's that's my problem. And if I get to a certain point, same with friendships and people, if somebody rubs me up the wrong way at that point, I just cut off. I'm right. Done, and I walk away. 
No, it's like life's too short to fucking deal with miserable assholes, anyways. Yeah, that's it. I'm fucking. I don't want to sit and fucking have a sore face on me all day. I want to fucking smile and laugh and enjoy and get a thrill down again, a bit of a you know jump scare or something, you know, and just go through my existence. Mm-hmm. Fucking have no time for this. Um. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> Major tangent. <Yeah. laughs> well, that's the, that's a funny thing about this movie is it's like it's a great movie, but there really isn't a whole lot there. It's uh, he's trying to catch her, and then it misses, and then it tries to catch her again, and then it succeeds, and then there's shit that happens, and then it ends. Yeah, because when they bring in the investigators, like like I said, we're talking about that. They didn't go to the cops. They go to paranormal investigators um their whole reaction to them coming into the house and they're now so they're so used to all the going ons and these people are just like oh, what is this and they're like nah, yeah. yeah and they'll do that in a second they'll do this in a second yeah they're coming pairs so blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. coffee pot moving and stuff and they're looking under the table and it's just like it was hilarious yeah um and that's when the that overnight scene with him staying there, and the the other one, I can't remember his name, but the other assistant, mm-hmm. he gets his head messed with, and he's like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> and then next, next morning, uh, was it Nick or something? Yeah. The camera guy will be staying with you. He won't be coming back, but I will. I'll be bringing uh, help. Mm-hmm. It was just funny, and then her hip flask being completely gone, going, oh, I'm shitting myself sitting there. <laughs> yeah, I love but, that shit. And it's, it's so funny, too, because like that whole um interaction between the investigators and the family in the house like that's something that we never really saw before and we have seen so many times since when it comes to, like paranormal movies oh god um fucking oh i, I looked at the special features in the blu-ray i've got and it was all mm-hmm. wasn't actually about the movie it was about paranormal investigators mm-hmm let me just say now, these are the most fucking unfunny people. <laughs> like, with absolutely no sense of humor. Somebody invited me to a paranormal group, probably mm. because I'm in horror groups and stuff, right? And someone had put once, oh, what would you do to protect yourself going into a house? You know, what spell or whatever? So I thought, let's have a laugh. I put up the invocation to Satan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I... my God. I got, I got fucking jumped on. Why would you do that? Oh, you're you're communing with the evil spirits, blah blah blah. And <laughs> fucking, I mean, I got jumped on from a great hand. Like, oh, that's great. Fucking chill out. Yeah, I've I've kind of had that happen too. Because uh, I got I got buddies that are in paranormal investigator groups and stuff. Um, and you know, I'm a Satanist, and they know about that, so they'll reach out to me with certain questions that, you know as an atheist why would you ask me that shit so i'll fuck with them um and it's always like oh that's not funny and it's like man you're asking somebody that doesn't believe in this shit about this shit like what do you expect obviously i'm gonna fuck with you yeah you're you're asking dumb questions you're you're taking it far too seriously um Mm -hmm. i just can't get into those paranormal shows Going oh, around dude, the fucking, fucking love night vision cam, shaky cam. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. That's I think that's part of my aversion to found footage movies. Is that chip? See, I think that's part of my disgust. I, once once you mentioned uh, found footage in a movie, I'm out. I'm like, fucking okay, no. That being said, have you watched found footage 3D? No. You need to seek that out. That is probably the 
best found footage movie ever made. Troll Hunter. Scandinavian. You you liked that movie? <laughs> I did actually, yeah. I uh, God, I've watched it like two or three times, and I still don't know how I feel about that movie because it's funny, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I oh, come on, you got the bit in the cave where the guy's like, "I lied. I'm a Christian." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this troll smelled about you're like fucking oh, <laughs> you um, wanker. But yeah, found footage 3D. It's fucking hilarious. Um, and it's it, it almost has like the same kind of um feel of like uh uh behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon, which you've seen that, right? Um, yeah, but it's been a while. Oh, well, so it's got that same sort of feel where it's like the movie changes pace at some point. Uh, like it goes from being found footage to straight up like changes to a horror movie, and it's so goddamn good, dude. I've so spent good. see this week, I've spent like about three hours minimum watching shit, <laughs> and I'm still, you know, what I mean, you still feel like you're scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I've got the first season of a TV show, got a couple of movies, I've done streams on them. Uh, you st- there's not enough time in the day to watch every no. fucking movie, yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish. Be like a fucking clockwork orange, you know, just take it all right. How nice would that be? <laughs> just take it all in and have it all rattle. That's why you get mixed up with plots because, mm-hmm. um, I do feel like I have watched thousands of movies, but when you're mm-hmm. doing this shit, sometimes you feel like, oh, I don't know anything, I've watched nothing because there's always a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, I haven't heard of that one. That's when I get the small victories. Like I know something you don't know, and you're like, "Ha!" It's like <laughs> my one victory in a hundred. I'm like, "Yes." Ask me, me for like two days on a buzzing. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'll take those victories when I can get it. Hell yeah. But yeah, um, this this franchise also introduces one of the I think one of the most interesting characters in movies, and that was Tangina. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know. Her, her stature, her voice, her mannerisms. Um, it's hard to find a character like her. Mm-hmm. So well, Tangina's a spiritualist to bring in. Um, that shit scared me more than anything else in this movie. <laughs> and she was supposed to be the good guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, but she's freaking busy spanking everybody when uh-huh. she meets them. Yeah. The scene where um, she's going around the house and uh, Stephen tries to answer her with her with his mind mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean he's just there going <laughs> uh, that was another thing uh, like even when they're all like terrified they're all sleeping together in the couches and they're still a family and stuff that's hard to put, put across these days because everyone would be fucking dysfunctional and fine with each other mm-hmm. you know what I mean it wouldn't work Yeah, but that sense of humour throughout it as well you know that the fact that they still have banter between each other and that the chemistry between um, Dan and Stephen and this is amazing. They have their end jokes, mm-hmm. and she knows he's up the fuckery. <laughs> you know, what I mean, what are you doing? You're not answering her. You know I mean, that's not like you. I'm trying to with my mind. <laughs> Just their their whole dynamic throughout the entire show is fucking great, and especially like in the beginning, that shit makes me laugh every fucking time. Like when they're like the straight up like yuppie parents and then everybody's in bed and they're just sitting in their room smoking weed. It's like that's like a real couple right there. Yep, and the eighties. Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? <laughs> really hamming it out. You're like, okay. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so funny. Uh, but this, uh, like I said, this thing um, coming is pretty quickly. The, all of a sudden, there's a phase of plan. Okay, was there stuff appeared and remember all the old jewelry and stuff, which mm -hmm. we find out is from the graves. <laughs> Fucking pops to the ceiling. Okay, yeah. so that's the way out. That's the way in. Okay, go get her. <laughs> yeah. Um. The only bit of this that annoys me is that Stephen all of a sudden acts stupid for no reason. And that's when Dan goes in and they have the argument about it. Well, you need to hold the rope. You're stronger, mate. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And once again, today, that would be Diane would do it because she's the woman and she's the better, best as ever, and no man will help me sort of thing. You know what I mean? That toxicity is about today would not be able to make that scene happen where those two are like, well, I'll put myself at risk, you know, you're, you know, I'm here to protect. Yeah, but you need to hold the rope. You know, that's teamwork. Mm -hmm. And we're all in the same thing. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, love. And they just instantly work together. But the bit that gets me was all of a sudden, because Tangina starts calling the spirits into the light, like, why didn't they discuss that briefly? This is what I'm going to do. Because mm -hmm. the they let out their plan anyway, but then all of a sudden he's like, you said not to go into the light, and then just messes the whole thing up. I, I, I didn't, that's the only bit in this movie that and it annoyed me when I first watched it, you know, and I've seen it since. Just that one bit where he just starts messing things up doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Because throughout this, they have been rational and embraced what's going on, and then yeah. all of a sudden he has a, like a, a wobbly fit for no reason whatsoever. And plus, why the hell didn't they put a mattress down? Right. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. It just um because the straight out ripped this off in Stranger Things. Have you seen Scenes before yet? Mm -mm. All right, um well the straight off ripped this scene off. Mm -hmm. So they do for Stranger Things, you know what I mean? It's a blatant rip off like carbon copy. The only difference is they put a mattress underneath. <laughs> Which kind of makes smart. sense. Yeah. Because those two should have got splattered. No, because that's uh, not a good height to fall from. Mm -hmm. Like straight up. But I, plus, that was the, this dimension. How far did the fall? So what momentum was there? Mm -hmm. Still, it was well acted. Um, any other movie, this would be the end, right? The Rescuer. Yeah. Fade the black. But no, this movie's got more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're not getting away that quickly. Yeah, love that aspect too. Yeah, and this is where I'm busy. Right, we're getting the hell out of here. We're getting the mm -hmm. hell out of Dodge. Um, they're still packing us. They've got the removal vans. Like, fucking just throw it in the truck. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Get me out of here. Um, but they're spending one last night in the house. And then it all kicks off again. It's like, no, 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 no. You didn't get away that easily. Yeah. Um, I think it was actually more terrifying than the initial thing. Yeah. The way they did this. It's like, well, yeah, because uh, of course you think you're safe and then you're not. And you think you've been through the worst of it. And Tangina says, This house is clean. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently not. <laughs> and yeah, that's where the try again. Um, freaking start throwing. Um, that's such an easy uh, Diane, you know, she's wearing that uh, t shirt with numbers on it. That was such an easy thing. Mm -hmm. The long t shirts. <laughs> Sort of half innocent, half sultry at the same time. It was a, it was a strange thing at the times. Yeah. But yeah, she gets thrown about the place like classic exorcist type stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Around the ceiling and stuff. 
Um, then they try to capture the kids again. But this is where we start seeing the graves literally burst out of the ground. Yeah. Like, would you ever go into a swimming pool again if that happened to you? Um, would I personally? Yeah. Because that would be entertaining to me. But would the average person or average person? The average person. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, he falls in a swimming pool, all the bodies start appearing, and then mm. fucking uh, straight up out of the ground, all the coffins and stuff. And it's like, mm. whoa. Yeah, I, I love that shit. I mean, it's such a classic scene. And it's so funny, too, because people always, like, it was, you know, the urban legend that those are real skeletons. It's like, of course they're real fucking skeletons. It's cheaper to buy a skeleton than to pay someone to make a skeleton. Yeah, you, why you the buy them from India. Mm-hmm. Um, same as science departments, you know, uh, and schools. Mm-hmm. They order real human skeletons from India. Yeah, because it's cheaper. they don't give a shit. Here, I'll sell you. We'll sell you our dead. Mm-hmm. No problem. And yeah, it is actually cheaper. It's just the uh it's funny, but yeah, why the hell not? Yeah. Someday then, God damn it, I'll have a skeleton in my house. <laughs> honestly, um you can you can you can't order them, but look for what Indian websites. That's where you buy them from. Mm-hmm. Um look up uh look up uh science departments, school supplies. And I think they actually say I'll, I might do a wee bit of googling for you, but definitely that's because uh, that's uh, even our our schools over here they have real mm-hmm. human skeletons because yeah, why not? Yeah, that's just so um, cool. But yeah, these are bursting into graves. How long was Stephen away with uh, his boss? That was a weird thing because the it takes Stephen Stephen's boss takes him away because uh, he's been ill for about a week or something. And that's where we get the reveal that phase one was built on top of the graveyard. Mm-hmm. And he said that they moved to all the graves and everyone's having that. So this is all leading to. Hence the catalyst of, oh shit, right? That's that's why the dead are disturbed because they were yeah. basically their graves were desecrated. But he left in the afternoon or, or like lunchtime or something. And he doesn't come back the nighttime just to go up a hill. Like, what the hell were they doing all the time? <laughs> Right. Weird. Um it must have been killing the rest of that uh that dropped uh case of beer. Must have been, yeah. For doing something weird. But yeah, that was a that was a bit of a dysfunction, you know, bit of a disjointed thing. Like a very, very limited criticism about this movie, but the whole fact Stephen's away with his boss all that time and then comes back and everything's fucking all the houses lighting up. Like they were great effects, still die. Oh yeah. Uh the only effects like is the ghosty type ones, but then that was generic at the time, so uh, that's to be expected. But the effects of the house snow was just brilliant, and everything just going busy apeshit at that point. Mm-hmm. Run out of the house and get in the car, <laughs> and then uh, the wee girl arrives back just randomly. Is like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> Once she she was so, so underutilized in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh right, I've gotta get. Her and I know they got Robbie and the dog away, so it made sense for the rescue thing. But then the mob him together, uh, and then he shouts at his boss, I'd have chinned him. <laughs> like, if this happened to my house and my family because of something he did, he'd be getting sparked out. <laughs> yeah, right. But he just said, You only moved the headstones. Fucking dunk, fuck you. What the hell, dude? Um, and that's basically it. The they just they hightail out of there as the house just implodes. <laughs> Yeah, 
Uh, just another classic fucking scene. That was well done. Like uh, even today, like that's why I have a problem with the way they do VFX because you know it's VFX. You know what's happening. The magic is gone. Where that sort of thing, you don't. You're still trying to figure it out, and that's mm-hmm. where the magic of movies is and performance that you don't hundred percent know. Yes, you can look behind it. You can guess. You can see from other movies and creature features and stuff, but there's still that magic of how things happen. Yeah. And I think that's why this movie holds up even today. Um, all that there, thoroughly enjoyed it. I could watch oh, it yeah. again, no problem. Yeah, no, this is definitely one of those ones I try to revisit every few years. And it has become, I know it was only, um, we got like a 15 rating or a PG 13 or something, but it's still horror. So it proves as well you don't have to be full out, guts and gore to get people a good scare mm-hmm. and enjoy the horror zone. In fact, I'd say this is gateway horror. If you're not too sure, watch Poltergeist. Yeah, not... that's very good point. Yeah, if you're not too sure about the horror genre, watch this movie. And if it's enough to wait, you know, what I mean, it's enough to give you a few chills, but it's not completely out there that you you walk away traumatized. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, well worth it. Yeah, no, this is like. This is like the family friendly version of a good horror movie. Yeah, um, I was worried. I'm starting to get hope again for the horror genre because thankfully it's missed out. I know there's some generic stuff put out there and there's a lot of straight DVD stuff and there's a lot of uh, crap, but there's also, there's like still genuine heart behind the horror movies because it's still a niche franchise. Um, Unlike, like, which is so funny if you think about it, because horror single-handedly is what like keeps the fucking train going. Um, I mean, aside from obviously like the big temples of like uh, you know Marvel movies and whatever, but if you look back at history, like it pretty much there's the term one for us, one for them when it comes to like directing and stuff like that. That's kind of what the horror shit is. It's like the one for us is the big movie that comes out and just kind of shits the bed and then you know the one for them is always the horror which that's what recoups all the money um like even going back to the classic universal monsters Mm -hmm. like shit from those days those were like the shit movies those were the you know the matinees for kids but all the box off box office money that was pulled from that was what propelled them to be able to make the next shitty movie that you know falls into obscurity so it it yeah it makes me laugh how it's still considered a niche genre when that's pretty much what keeps the genre like the the industry alive. Yeah, but like I said, I've given up. Like I've got pissed off, as I said, with Marvel mm-hmm. and Star Wars and all that sort of shit. So they don't get my money, but mm-hmm. I'll still buy a horror movie. Oh, yeah. I'll still rent one. I'll still buy a Blu-ray. I'll still buy shit. You know what I mean? Horror has not. And the funny thing is, and we've talked about because horror looks at the negative side of humanity, there's always been a social justice kind of theme with horror mm-hmm. because it looks at the ugliness of mankind and looks at the monstrosity. That's the whole point of horror. Yeah. So how have we managed to watch this for decades and not get disgusted with any messaging or whatever? Um, yet the mainstream can't seem to copy that. They have to fucking beat you over the head. Yeah, well, it's because they don't understand what subtlety is or subtext. 
Yeah, because if you don't have that in horror, you're fucked. Your movies fucked. Your stories fucked. You know what I mean? It's... Well, it it kind of depends on what it is though. Because I mean, if you go with just like a fucking fun slasher, it doesn't have to have subtext. It just has to have people dying in fun ways. But yeah, like the more I guess smarter, deep ones like that. Yeah, of course you've got it. Well, we talked about men and stuff, you know. I mean, I, I went for that to get released again to have a look at it. Still scratching my head at that one. Yeah, know? that one. I, yeah, like I put that and Nope in the same class of. Uh, oh, okay. So you saw it? Not yet. I don't know. It's. I don't know if I'm feeling good. I, I really, really, really wanted to like it more than I did. It had a lot of potential. It wasn't bad. I will say that. I it think Jordan Peele's kind of a one-trick pony, and he's dude. That's the sad it. thing. Like Get Out was fucking amazing. I, here's the thing as well, right? Um, I don't get the people saying that was a racist movie or about racists. You don't put yourself in the body of somebody different color than you if you're a racist. And what was that? Sorry, give me a second. Bob Hoskins was in a movie. Um, I don't know if you remember it. The ghost story. Uh, the original ghost story, or the one that came out a couple of years. Heart ago? condition. Oh, did you watch that? No. So basically, Bob Hoskins. This is a racist, by the way. This is how you play a racist character. Bob Hoskins plays a racist cop. Mm -hmm. Now, this uh, black fella dies. Bob Hoskins has a heart attack, but the black fella is an organ donor. Mm -hmm. So Bob Hoskins gets this black fella's heart. Now he wakes up, what the dead is to put a black dildo between his legs and made a joke about he's now got a black man inside him. And Bob uh -huh. Hoskins' character freaks out the fuck <laughs> because he's a racist uh -huh. and he's got a black man inside him. That's racism. Mm -hmm. What? I've got an N-word, you know, inside me. Blah, 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 blah. You know, that's a racist. And then the story is that the, the black man then haunts him because, you know, like um, the hands, you know, I mean, the, the whole thing of Frankenstein, that the body parts are... Uh, Possessed, so basically, because he's got this heart, the ghost of the black man who's murdered haunts. I need to watch it again. Um, it's fucking years old, back in the years, but then they had to go and solve his murder, mm -hmm. and then that's what breaks down the stereotypes. That's a racist. And get out, these people are basically stealing black people's body because the same mm -hmm. as superior. So that's not racism. If you see somebody's physicality as superior to your own, that's not racism. And when that scene where, um, what do you call the girl on it? The one that was doing the entrapment. Oh, shit. I don't remember. But when she goes, get him, grandma. Do you know what I mean? And still has a love for her grandma, even though she's in the black body. That's not racist. Mm -hmm. But because of the fucking dumb bastards on the internet, you know, they just use buzzwords and they don't look at the, the subcontacts of that movie. That was a fucking brilliant movie. Yeah, and actually, it, to it me, really that said more to break down race relations. And oh fuck, you're you've got so, you know I mean you have a better physicality. I want you sort of mm. thing, and I don't care. We're we're using the best. If you were racist, you wouldn't use black people. You'd use white people because mm. if you're that Aryan fucking mindset, so that completely flips the whole narrative on its head. Yeah, and that should have been Jordan Peele's. You know, that should have launched him if if it hadn't been fucking painted. With the shit that it was and then he obviously he's in the hollywood fart bubble so he's smelling all their farts 
oh, blah, 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 and he's getting told this one thing. And if you get told something over and over again, you start to believe it's true. So he's obviously got his head filled full of shit after that movie, and then he's thinking, oh, i got to make one this way now, which is fucking sad. Yeah, I I still haven't seen Us, but I really... Oh, God, don't. Um, I, well, that's the funny thing, is uh, my wife saw it uh, shortly after it came out, I think, and I, I was, like, camping or some shit, so I didn't get to watch it with her. I hated the fucking movie. They're and then we went characters. and saw this. What's that? They're unlikable characters. So when you start off yeah. with unlikable characters and everyone's rough and fucking abrasive and no redeeming qualities, how can you root for them? Mm-hmm. And that's... Yeah. Ghetto, yeah, the fucking ghetto slasher, characters. man. Like that just doesn't work. But no, um, but yeah, so we went and saw Nope this last week, and as soon as it was over, she's like, "Well, it's better than us," and it's like, "Okay, I guess I should watch us." <laughs> yeah, it's um, it, it yeah, it it had potential, and honestly, I'm kind of biased. Like, I'm gonna fucking give something away that's not really giving anything away. But the movie would have been better for me if the uh, chimp hadn't got shot. That's all I'll say. Like, I it, it probably would have been a good solid six, maybe seven on a 10 point scale, but then an animal got killed, and I'm like, no, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> it drops away four points, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking 100%. Like, that's a three, right? That, yeah, well, another example four. of a fun slasher, um, believe it or not, it might be a contraband point but the latest remake or fucking sequel reboot whatever you want to call it of texas chainsaw massacre it was like this story was fucking garbage it was not, not texas chainsaw point. massacre that's not right? the point the point is the people getting killed it was so the bus scene yeah that movie Wait. is worth it alone for the bus Ooh. scene Ooh, you're gonna get canceled yeah um, no. <laughs> you know, um, that, that movie is worth it alone for the fucking bus scene no mm-hmm. That could have been a brand new franchise. Mm-hmm. Seriously, there was enough in that movie to not make it Leatherface. Mm-hmm. There was a brand new character. It was no, I mean it was a cross between Norman Bates and Michael Myers, mm-hmm. but it wasn't Leatherface. So there was a potential of a brand new character, well, and maybe the... instead of a chainsaw, if you had to use a circular saw, uh-huh. do you know what I mean? If you the... had to use a circular saw attached to him. There's a brand new character. Mm-hmm. There's a hatchet style character. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fucking brand new franchise. But no, they have to go through the lazy route of fucking jumping on well, the established works. So the funny thing with that for me was I so many people were bitching. Oh, well, it's it doesn't stay true to the story. And it's like, motherfucker, what stories have you been watching? Do you None know of them if- stay true to the story. Like two and three kind of tie together. Everything else is just fucking way out in left field. Yeah. Like, um, none of it ties together very well. There's one singular character that's always in it, and that's it. Oh, Jesus Christ. What do you call that? The fucking character they tried to bring back. Oh, she was horrendous. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even the same actress. No, it's... <laughs> well, no, it was the same actress. I thought it wasn't. I thought the... No, it, yeah, it was. That was the whole big reveal was that, oh, man, we brought her back. And it's like, okay, so she's a really terrible Sarah Connor slash Laurie Laurie Strode character. Fucking. Yeah. (sighs) So bad, but in the best way possible. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of fun to be had with it. Mm -hmm. But it's just, I don't know, man. Um, 
just keep your cannibal families to the fucking, you know what I mean? Stick with the cannibal families and not have, <laughs> have, a new, have them go and visit cousins and then start up again, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that could have been its own franchise, but the laziness or the, back to what you're saying, people don't want to take chances, so they're afraid mm-hmm. to do anything new now. So they have to, oh, what's a, what's an IP that has a built-in fan base? Mm-hmm. Oh, let's do that. Let's insert all this stuff that's nothing to do with it. Oh, people are complaining. Oh, how'd that happen? Oh, they must be all racists mm-hmm. and fucking misogynists and this and phobes and fuck off. Yep. That's not what we're saying. Um, But the horror genre has managed to weather this, you know what I mean? Because you can still have a laugh. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of it. That's why this... That's why this will still be going like 20 years later, still be nerds like us talking about horror movies while oh, yeah. Marvel's long forgotten about and DC's fucking imploded and whatever else is fucking. I mean, hasn't DC already imploded? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Do you see the state of fucking two people, fucking Ezra Miller and Amber Heard? That's that's what you need to say about DC in their fucking future. Yeah. They brought Ben Affleck back. That's good. They brought. Ben Affleck back for Aquaman 2, yet they said that the Snyderverse is finished. So they don't know, if, like, from fucking one minute to the next, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. That's... Yeah, they're a bunch of assholes. Fucking idiots, man. Biggest hey, mistake hey. they ever did was cancel Constantine. The TV that show? Did. Yeah. Because was... he was that great, that actor. was fucking amazing. That is the first time I've ever seen anything DC on screen like live action that was proper so it's proper dc even though this is vertigo pre-constantine or i guess pre-hellblazer closing out but it's like that was fucking perfect everything about that was amazing like there's boxes right over here that just off camera that is nothing but the entire run of the vertigo hellblazer like up to number 300 where it ended and went to Mm -hmm. dc so I have, I'm a little bit of a fan. And that was perfect. And then they just like, nah. Fucking stupid. Yeah, I um I watched Swamp Thing uh a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago there, two weeks ago there. Um I was gonna review it, but I was like, uh it was um even the cheesy album, remember the original 80s show oh, yeah. series? That had fun with it. Mm-hmm. This is kind of replicate parts without the fun, but they also brought in the supernatural elements, which um, I've already read a few issues of Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. But they didn't, ta- that was the bit that would have fucking hooked people in the whole mm-hmm. supernatural element, but they just left it. Well, and then they only the, did one season and canceled it. Yeah, that's the thing that people tend to forget about, um, like that character is it's not just, you know, nature taking care of itself. Like that's a, it's a paranormal entity. That's a, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, the dark and it's the green shit. Yeah. and the fucking, you know what I mean? The constant, the bringing voodoo and the fucking, you know what I mean? And the sort of Creole type, you know, I'm not too sure about their witchcraft, but it's based in voodoo, but it's slightly different. Mm-hmm. All that shit is there. And there's so much to tap from. Mm-hmm. And now they're just pissing down the fucking toilet. But they'll spend billions in a fucking rehash of lord of the rings that's not even lord of the rings oh god i've watched interviews with some of those uh actors it must be a requirement you have to be an absolute bell end to, to act in this show because everyone owns an insufferable dickhead <laughs> like you just listen to them talk and stuff and i have this thing about fucking see people that were 
earrings, you know, them fucking diamondy type bright earrings, mm-hmm. right? You're instantly identifying yourself as a fucking knob jockey. <laughs> if you wear fucking shiny earrings, then fucking study, you know, you're to me, you're just identifying yourself as a dickhead. That's the fair. most fucking cross looking things <laughs> on the planet. And I don't care, they could cost a fucking million dollars each, a, a fucking stud. You look like you've bought something out of a fucking Dollar Tree store. It's true. I mean, you're fucking tacky. So instantly, the fucking main character is playing one of the elves, is fucking wearing these things on a dickhead, and then he opens <laughs> his mouth and confirms it. <laughs> and the shit they're talking, like instantly, I'm, I have no interest. Mm-hmm. And I can watch the extended editions from start to end. I can watch fucking yeah, I will... the movies. Fucking pull my dick raw watching those. Oh yeah, every I'll, single time. <laughs> I'll have two piss breaks. You know the whole thing. That's how fucking uh-huh. dedicated I am. The uh, the way Peter Jackson put those movies out. Not the Hobbit, obviously. That's boring as fuck. Oh, you're so fucking crazy. I love the Hobbit. They fucking love it. What's that? I used to have what? Um, they just dragged out the book. I used to have the one of the original books. It's called One Fifty. Mm-hmm. The fucking um pages were yellow and old. You know, was that old? Mm-hmm. Um. But this, uh, the Hobbit just dragged it out too much, and they could have done a much tighter story, and then maybe done the similar early. Do you know what I mean? With the I don't budget? know how the fuck you could do the Silmarillion though and do it justice, even if it stuck with the um, you know trilogy. Like, well, Silmarillion's just, just one book. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's not an elongated story. Yeah, it was telling um, tales over time. I'm trying to think. Um, not Cloud Atlas, but there's another similar one that plays with um time periods. Do you know what I mean? The movie kind of jumps a couple of hundred years. They could have done it like that. I don't know. Or what do you call it? Just, uh, Sarah so Connor much... Chronicles. Do you know what I mean? Sarah Connor Chronicles um, jump between the past and the future. Mm. And they did it really well. They could have done it in that format and covered yeah. the ages. Do you know what I mean? Just had the two cast sets, cast, you know, in for each time period and done it that way. Yeah. But who the fuck doesn't want to see 20 Balrogs fucking charging down a battlefield? Yeah. Fucking Morgoth, yeah, you right. know what I mean? Who's even better, fucking whipping the Balrogs, you know what I mean? That's, that's an orgasm right there. But yeah, yeah, straight up. But like, this show's never going to do that <laughs> because it fucked up. They only bought the appendices and not the actual story. And now they're justifying because they know they've just spent stupid amounts of money on the pilot ship. And now they're like, oh, I'm just, I, I'm hopeful because I mean, one, it's more Tolkien. So I'm happy with that. But knowing that they passed on the Dark Tower series that was being done by somebody who fucking lives and breathes the Dark Tower universe, um, knowing that they passed on that for this it's like it better fucking be good because i was listening to an interview with the guy who um wrote and filmed the pilot for the dark tower series and that motherfucker had it right like i was getting goosebumps the whole time i was listening to it because it's just like yeah this motherfucker knows this universe and then primes or amazon's like meh we got other properties yeah, and, that, and they'll go and buy a bit of one when they've been given a blessing. That's that's awesome. See these, um, and that's what I'm talking about the nepotism mm. and why these companies, because they're basically handed in their fiefdoms to their next in line to the throne, so to speak. 
and they're not actually looking for quality anymore. Where back in the time of this movie, you only got your chops if you actually were able to demonstrate, you know, you had something about you. Mm-hmm. But the Spielbergs of the day have kind of shrunk into the background and then these fucking Muppets have taken their place. Yeah. And it's sad. But we can good thing is that we can always go back in time and look at movies. That's that's a good thing about art. Mm-hmm. Once you create it, it's there. Yeah. And you can always go back. And if you're feeling what I'll say to people that are feeling bad about fucking movies and so on, like I do as well. I I mean, because one of the major enjoyments of my life was going to movies. Oh yeah. And if that's taken away from me, well, guess what? I can always go back. And that's part of the reason for this podcast, why I would jump forward back in time and look at what's out now and step back every so often because we've also pulled the veneer off stuff that we thought were classics mm-hmm. and then we've realized that they're actually a bit shit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's but that's a joy when you do you take off the rose tinted glasses and you look at something you're like, oh maybe not. Yeah. But thankfully this one isn't <laughs> yeah definitely like this is this is definitely one of those movies that's going to stand the test of time. Um like as long as people still watch movies it's still going to be watched yeah it's going to be uh, right up there with the universal monsters well maybe talk about the sequels um on another stream Mm -hmm. um and i think maybe just do them both together because although two is my favorite i've said three of them i really like two but i really like to hear your opinions yeah and i it's it's been so long since i've watched it so that would be fun to do yeah um We'll maybe do that sometime look at the sequels um yeah um so that's basically it i think a good time to wrap it up we're freaking near two hours at this thing you know we've already <laughs> one or two tangents along the way but we're <laughs> the not us never ones. we stay on point god damn it <laughs> yeah focus focus 100 ah sure that's half the fun eh? just well, I suppose to just wrap up and say thanks very much to our horrific authors who took part in July. That was uh, W.A. Roberts, Tristan Hutchison, Gary Baxler, Katie Marie, and Dale Gibson. Um, guys, check out our channels. Uh, we don't just do this segment and talk about movies. We also feature authors, you know, independent creators on a weekly basis. That's part of the reason for the existence is to get new art out there, uh, get people the eyes on it, and get people a bit of a lift because the corporations aren't going to do it for you. Uh, they're just going to gatekeep and keep the same sludge going out. So the more voices we can get out there, more creativity, and give people who are actually knocking their pan in and making stuff a bit of a leg up. So check out their other episodes. Um, we also, I do randomly, we've got horrific reviews, do randomly just movies throughout the week. We do unboxings, we open nerdy shit and look at it, and play games as well now and again. Um, although I'm shit at them, so God, we, we really need to get together again for that shit. That's yeah, um, the problem is Evil Dead's fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it that game really is, is merciless. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. that game is does not give you a minute. Like it slaps you mm-hmm. about from the minute you jump on. So you need to be on point. Oh, Even yeah. the side missions, I'm still haven't fully completed the first one. I same. <laughs> got as far as the head to go and bury it, and then that's it. I'll keep getting smacked down. Yeah, that's about where I die too. <laughs> yeah, they're not giving they're not giving it away easily. Like, yeah, no, that's but that's, yeah, all that. It's proper. All that stuff to look forward to. Hopefully, now with a new uh, platform that 
these streams look a bit, a bit smoother now, less hiccups. Can't guarantee it because technology is technology, you know what I mean? Always find a way to screw you over, but so far, so good. <laughs> All right, then. So until next time, keep it creepy, keep, keep it horrific. horrific. Yeah.